Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, getting ready here. B-Maz and Beamer here on WBEN. Happy to be here with you on a beautiful day. Did you try and look at the Eclipse show? No, no. I was, Smart guy. I would have, though. I would have. The problem was Building 300 was in the way. So oh, I was you had a sa- building in the way. I was saved by Building 300. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. You Never, disclaimer, never stare at the sun. Right, yes. Right? I've been told that since a very young age. Don't stare at the sun. Don't even, not even just stare. Don't look at the sun. Even for a, br- a brief period of so time. So you're saying don't even glance at the sun. I don't think you're supposed to even do that. Like, if you're scanning the, don't glance at the sun. Okay. That being said, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I tried to take a look. I, I saw you. I saw that. I saw that the blinds were open. You know, I was offering. I don't know if you saw on the other side of glass. I was offering my sunglasses to give you just a little bit of protection um, if you did catch the sun. But then I saw the positioning of the building, and I was like, I think Brian's safe. I you know, I started seeing some of the pictures. I, you couldn't see anything. I didn't see anything out there with the eclipse this morning. But I, I started to see some of the pictures. Like, wow, that looks cool. I'd like to just see it. I think here's the thing. You can't actually see it unless you're wearing like the uh, 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 welder's mask. Okay, like it's just too bright to see anything. So I, I guess part of the don't even try is if you do try without the special glasses, you're not going to see anything. Period. You're risking damage for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> and but my, my other thinking was like I sit here for five hours every morning with two computer screens, like a foot away from my face. Yes. You know, how much how much more damage can I do? And you've got the nice tree over there. They could actually be closer if uh, if you're having a bad seeing day. <laughs> I could so put my you could nose do even more damage right up to it. I, I feel like I, I want to clean up because uh, we talked a lot yesterday about the Amazon yes uh, thing and the Amazon sidewalk. You can read more about that at wben.com. Also in the podcast tab, you can listen to the conversation with Arun Vishwanath, who is a cybersecurity expert, a CNN contributor, a, a UB over here, and. He, I think, really summed up nicely a lot of the uh, points that we were thinking. And it, it's, it's, I guess, encouraging when it comes from him, right? Because when we say it, I mean, you can almost drift off into, like, the conspiracy theory thinking, right? It, it almost sounds a little like, oh, you know, these two guys, what are they? When it comes from an expert 
and he's raising the same concerns, I, it's a little more um, – it's unsettling to hear what he's talking about, but I think it's a, a little more helpful to know that I'm not, you know, going crazy yeah. thinking about all these things and these possibilities when – the people who are studying this and advising people on what to do are thinking the exact same thing. I think the same, the same issues are there. So it, 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 they might put it in uh, different terms, uh, but they're on the same page as, eh, you know, you want to be careful. But w- what we do have this morning that we didn't have yesterday was the statement from Amazon. Uh, Mike Baggerman, who was uh, reporting on this, got the response from Amazon. And I just love the spin that gets put <laughs> on all these issues to where they uh, wanted to clarify – that they're not taking your Wi-Fi um, and sharing that. They're only taking part of your bandwidth, which to me is saying, listen, we're not doing this thing that you are not saying that we're doing. <laughs> we're doing exactly what you're saying that you, right. we're doing. And hopefully that's so almost trying to make you think that you're saying it the wrong way, even though you haven't been. That was uh, tactic number one. And then this uh, switching the focus to privacy, I, I think, is very clever because – you know, we all one trade some level of privacy right for convenience. Everyone does it. You know, yeah. it's just simply carrying around a smartphone is that. All my cards are in my Apple wallet. That's yeah. probably not the smartest thing. There you go. Um, uh, but by shifting this to privacy, it's like, listen, your information is secure. You know, any data you have that's uh, through your Wi-Fi network is secure. It's not going to be spread into this other network. And to me, it's like, all right, that's a clever way of shifting the issue here. The, the issue to me is the principle of the thing it's the principle that if i buy a device if i have something in my home it should be private by default right it should not be sharing or uh, siphoning off anything by default right if that option is there it's something that i go in and change yeah on principle i think i prefer that amazon not just activate some setting in a speaker that i bought two years ago (laughs) that uh tells the device that, hey, siphon off a part of this person's internet so we can basically reshape the internet as we know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that on principle, I think that's just the kind of point where people are like, hey, hang on a second. I thought my doorbell was to help me see who's at the door, not give my neighbor some of my bandwidth. Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's the other thing that uh, when uh, Arun was on with us earlier, he mentioned the, the ring doorbells, and there's already been all those uh, security concerns when it comes to police departments utilizing your ring doorbell, right? It's one thing if, and I think there's a clear distinction to make, if, you know, a crime happened to be uh, committed in front of my house and I had a ring doorbell, neither of those have happened yet, but if it were to happen and police were to come to me saying, hey, do you have the footage? I I would have no problem sharing that footage with them. But what they want you to do is kind of enroll in a program where, all of the footage, you know, kind of is accessible and stored on some database and can be pulled up at any time. And that's when it starts to be a little bit of a problem. And what Arun was saying earlier is it's not necessarily with this Amazon sidewalk how it's being used today, but it's you can kind of see where that network might evolve and be used in the future. I mean, it's really not that hard to get that point. And that's the part where you start to sound like, oh, man, is this person out there and he's wacky? But just think about it. On Saturday, no one was talking about all of a sudden your Alexa speaker 
taking a part of your internet and yeah. boosting it out there into the neighborhood, and now boom on Tuesday, it's actually happening. Right. It's something. It's that's that's a great way to put it. Over the weekend, you had no idea what Amazon Sidewalk was. If you said Amazon Sidewalk, I'd had the response I had when you brought it up yesterday. Um, but now today, you're you know, it's you have to go into your app and find a way to get out of this thing you didn't know existed 48 yeah. hours. You didn't know existed on something that you have throughout your home. I don't, <laughs> Something I, that is installed throughout your home. I've just I've spent the last um, a little while, twenty four hours or so, kind of looking at this and looking at both sides and seeing how Amazon's described. And none of it has made me feel better about <laughs> the whole. No, show. and I, I I really don't understand that statement because, like you said, they're just rewording things that we literally talked it's to, about it's for to an hour yesterday. Yeah. It's to make it seem like you were describing it the wrong way, even though you weren't. And it, it, it's just, it's out there to confuse people. And again, even if, because there are people out there that say, okay, take my internet, whatever, take, I, I, I got nothing to hide. I think people really don't like the fact that they were blindsided by this. They don't like the fact that it is something that is, as you said, it's not, it is the default instead of the default being, hey, we're offering this, uh, we're mm-hmm. offering this thing. If you'd like to be part of it, go into your app and click that little thing, not Hey, we put you in as part of this community. If yeah. you don't want to be part of it, here's what you do. I don't know. And you can let us know. Uh, and we'll still take your uh, calls and comments on this. 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board or, or call in throughout the morning. I think it might make you a little bit more paranoid about what else is in your home, right? Just knowing that, hey, you know, I got this doorbell or I got this speaker. It, it does this and that. And then all of a sudden one day, like, wait, it also has a feature where you can kind of steal a little portion of my bandwidth and spread it out. Every, like, I I never knew that. It makes you wonder, what else in my home has, you know, these special abilities that can be turned on by a magic switch somewhere? It's a little strange. What else does this doorbell do? Yeah. I mean, the doorbell, microwave, you know, everything's a smart whatever. I mean, smart fridges. Are, I see those all the time walking through the hardware store. So, yeah. That, Remember, remember 10 years ago when the issue was, I don't want people to know where I am all the time, but then they downloaded Foursquare and let people know where they yeah. were all the time? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, and now it's uh, you're walking around with these things in your pocket. <laughs> Anyways, I you know again, if you have any spare thoughts on that today after listening to Arun Vishwanath this morning, you can let us know at 803-0930. But Joe, I wanted to talk with you about something else Oh yes, that is going on. This is pretty interesting to me. And I, we both, in different ways, have a little bit of experience with this. Now, this is the story. A dozen retailers, including some big ones, H&M, Gap, uh, one of the two of the stores that are still around in malls yes. in the area, uh, collaborating on a campaign that's going to be released this year to enlist customers to combat bad behavior against retail workers. Uh, the campaign comes as workers are facing increased harassment as they have been trying over the past year plus to, as best as they can, either enforce or just remind people of whether it's social distancing, mask protocols, uh, everything like that. And when they do so, we've all seen the videos, uh, whether it's a, uh, a, a big shopping center, a supermarket, a retail store, anything, you name it. Uh, all of a sudden it turns into this huge thing, uh, employees being berated because, well, I mean, they're they're just doing their job. I, I, I don't think any employee who's working in one of these jobs, usually a younger person, wants to come up to you and say, hey, 
could you put the mask on, please? Right. You know, it's our policy to do this or do that. No one really wants to do that. It's part of their job that they've had to over the past year. Now, not so much. Yeah. And, and now a new campaign to maybe enlist people to say, not one, let's maybe treat everyone who works in the places I go to with a little more respect. But two, oh. offers tips to de-escalate some of these confrontational situations. Yeah, let me just say, when I worked at a particular retailer, you know, I'm sorry, this is going to sound really rude, and you can probably tell why I'm not in retail anymore. Uh, I didn't want to walk up and ask if you needed help with anything, okay? I just did that because I was supposed to. So if if you're at a store that is still requiring a mask, that is not the person asking you to put your mask on. It's not on them, okay? They're following the orders of, of the store. So, you know, treat a little bit of, of respect, as Brian said. But this is nothing new. Like I said, when I worked retail, you approach a customer who, I don't know, might be walking not towards the register, towards the door with something. Or you have a a uh, customer who has taken all the things off the display and has lined them up somewhere else, and, and you just say, hey, can I help you with anything? And it's so, to me, interesting how many people take the comment, can I help you with anything, as a reason to just just unload every problem they have with your store on you, the person who most likely is part-time and making minimum wage. Yeah, it's an interesting, I think, dilemma for uh, people who work in that uh, retail space. And I, I'll tell you my, my personal journey as a consumer. Yes. Right, where I used to be the person who would, and I would always get what I want at the end, but I used to be in my younger Uh-oh. years. I mean, going back to when I was a teenager, yeah. and this kind of uh, you know is a little more the the mouthy version of me. I used to be the person who would stand there at the customer service desk. I don't care if I was standing there for three hours. Okay, I'm telling you exactly what I want, and I'm going to get what I want. And I know your policy might be slightly different, but this is what I believe is right, and this is what's going to happen. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I was uh, an old cell phone of mine I had. I broke the screen on it. You broke the screen? I, well, I mean, I guess. Okay. Techni- technically, the ground, the earth broke the, okay. broke the screen. Fair enough. But I, I was responsible for breaking the screen. I didn't have a warranty on the cell phone, but I needed the cell phone. I needed the screen. Uh, you know, it was my only phone uh, as I was away uh, in college. So I went to the store, and I'm like, I, I need to get a new phone. I'm getting a new phone. So what did I do? Well, I sat there and I said, listen, I need a new phone. Well, what, what do you have? Do you have this policy? I mean, we could sell you this. For, like, no, I, you are going to give me a new phone. Wow. And I'm going to stand here until I get my replacement phone. I just got this. The screen's broken. It must not be durable. All this, that, and the other thing, right? Oh, man. My so, favorite type of customer. Then I end up on the phone with somebody. I end up, and uh, God bless my wife, who was uh, there with me at the time, looking oh, uh, totally man. embarrassed. But I was probably there for two-plus hours. Did you get the phone? Of course. At the end of the day, I got the phone. I've done this before with you know a bunch of products that broke or they weren't working or stopped working after a period of time. I'm going to sit there. Comp USA, remember that store? Yeah, I was a frequent visitor to the customer service desk <laughs> after well, spending all my lawnmower money <laughs> on MP3 players that didn't work. Right, I'm we're replacing this with the next one. I'm getting the next one, and I it, I would try and keep it as calm as possible. But everyone, I am not doing. Uh, you know, I, I'm not leaving 
until I get what I want. Now, over the years, and I think importantly after working jobs in customer service, I've mellowed out a little bit. Well, that's good. I, I am no longer that person. I don't have the time to do that anymore as I did when I was younger. And I, uh, I kind of realize how much of a pain that I was being for these people who didn't really deserve it that much. Right. I remember, so uh, I worked, as I said, at a retailer, and I did a little bit of everything. Uh, but I remember someone trying to return a, a vacuum cleaner that this particular store had not sold in 15 years. And were trying to claim that, it, th- that they had per- uh, recently purchased it and that something inside the vacuum broke, and it was our responsibility. And they told us that they paid $199 for this vacuum cleaner. So we put the vacuum cleaner into our system, which we don't sell it anymore, but the worth of this vacuum cleaner was $49.99. And they did the Brian Mazarowski. They sat at customer service until eventually, and, and maybe this is why customers still come in with an attitude to customer service, because eventually we gave them $199 credit. <laughs> so... Maybe that's why they're so rude to workers. Like, hey, if I pull the Brian Mazarowski, I'll get my way. I'll get mm-hmm. the new MP3 player. I'll get the new vacuum cleaner. I'll get a $200 credit. And and so when it comes to that particular store, which I won't mention, I can see why, hey, this worked for me last time. Why won't I go be an, right. a, a, a nuisance at the uh, customer service again? Well, it's the old adage, right, that I was always told. The customer is always right. That's not true. Well, uh, let me tell you, in some ways, it kind of is true. At the bottom line, if you don't have the customer, you don't have any business. But that is how I always used to feel until I worked in a setting. It wasn't retail, it was food service. But you work in a setting where you're dealing with people face-to-face on a daily basis. And you do realize, Joe, that is not The customer is not always right. And I, I, I kind of had a new way of looking at it, and it definitely fuels my, and I think a lot of my, uh, I, I would say everybody I'm close to, uh, friends-wise, has the same experience where I, I think you need to work a food service job yes, or any sort of front-facing, whether that's retail or dealing with people once in your life, and then you kind of have a different attitude on everything yeah. going forward. People who think they can call in a pizza order at 6 o'clock on a Friday night and that they're going to get that pizza in 20 to 30 minutes have never worked in food service. And the attitude they have when their pizza comes out in 40 minutes and not 20 or 30, I would say, as Brian said, go out right now. Go work a month in food service, and then tell me uh, how easy it is to get a food order to someone in 40 minutes on a Friday. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's stuff you learn working in the field. It's just like, hey, you know what? I broke broke this plate, let's say, all right? I'm not now going to go and talk someone's ear off for an hour to get my $5 back. Right. And again, before I worked retail, maybe I would have been more pushy maybe i would have been but after being literally the person getting yelled at or seeing it from a distance um i realized eh, you know what this was my problem or it's time to buy it i'll go back to the vacuum cleaner because that's one of my favorite uh, a, a model that hadn't been sold in 10 years at the store i worked at and this person trying to return it uh, but again again if you eventually get what you want doesn't that mean the next time you're going to have the same attitude? You're going to use the same practice? 
I want to know what people out there think. If you have a story, and I want to hear from both sides of this. Have you witnessed any altercation like this? How do you feel when you see this? Because every, you see it every week if you go out anywhere. This you know tense altercation between oh, yeah. workers and people are there. Are you the person on either side of that argument? If so, what uh, what's going through your head? What's it like? And how has that changed in the last year? 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park tax board. Or give us a call this morning to Beam as and Beamer on WBEM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, talking about rude customers and just the attitude uh, towards those in retail. And Brian and I, I think, uh, also expanded that to those in food service. Yeah, We, we saw all this before the pandemic, um, but you're seeing a lot more videos now of people being confronted about their mask and taking it out on the person who's just doing what they're told to do. The, the part-time minimum wage person that's just being told uh, what to do. And, and it's not just with COVID uh, masks or whatnot. It's like we talked about in the first segment. You've got people at customer service, and they complain that they have this rude attitude because, as I said, there's times where that works. There's times where they get their way. Yeah, there's now uh, retail locations banding together, creating like an online pledge that people will take to treat their customers with uh, respect. You know, I, Joe, I was at, uh, I was away over the past weekend, and we went to one place for lunch on uh, one day, and they had a sign on the door. So you know there was an issue there before, right? <laughs> when there's a sign on the door, something happens at least twice. That's what they say, right, before they put a sign up. Um, the sign on the door basically said, listen, we demand as a business that you treat our employees with respect. I, I don't remember the entire sign, but then it threw a little jab at the end, like, please act courteous enough 
to the people who want to show up to work. And, you know, so it's obviously a business needs a lot of employees, has a hard time finding people to work as it is. Right. When they have instances, it makes it even harder because why would people deal with this? Like, ah, for right now, I can just uh, you know grab the bonus COVID unemployment money and stay at home and not deal with the hassle of, yeah. of customers. And I, I was out with a group of people who I think we're all very you know, courteous, polite when we're out. But I did notice after reading that sign, there was a little extra... A little tension, a little, little buttoned up, you know. Uh, like, uh, okay, uh, yes, uh, please, can I, you know, take your time? That's, yeah. uh, that's fine. Uh, and I do think that things like this, uh, what uh, Gap and H and M are doing, and then you know, just that sign on the business, just making people aware of it, does kind of create a little bit of a diff- different atmosphere. Kind of right. sets the tone walking in, right? And, and and there's there's no need to have this rude attitude or to push back against people, as Brian said, that are showing up to work, and of all times, that are showing up to work now when businesses are, are begging for people to come work. You've got Chipotle that's going to make you pay more now so they can have a full staff and actually be open full hours. Todd in East Aurora, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. You're doing a great job. I love your show. Um, Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, So my story goes back to like, oh, my God, it's got to be 20 some years ago before I went to college. Um, I was working at a Tops in a seafood section um, and I was actually the seafood manager. So some customer comes in, I rate about a bag of clams being bad or something. And it's like I don't I think a bag of clams is like 10 dozen or something. It was, a, it was a significant purchase. So they're yelling and screaming at me. They've got the bag with them. And they take it out, and I look at it to see what's going on. And it's not a, it's not a brand that Tops carried. And it, it actually had a price sticker from Wegmans on it. So they're irate. They're like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they, they insist on seeing the manager because I'm like, no, I'm not – we did not sell this to you. <laughs> and the manager comes over. This lady starts screaming and screaming and screaming. Uh, it was really embarrassing. And uh, the manager goes, I'm, I'm very sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry for the, the rudeness of our employee. He insists that I give her a free bag of clams that are similar that we sell. And he gives her a $25 gift card for her trouble. Oh. And, and then he wrote me up. Oh, man. Yeah. So needless to say, that was part of my decision to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hey, Todd, uh, thank you for the story that's uh, Todd calling us from over in East Aurora. That is, uh, Jill, it goes to something you were saying off the air that I people who kind of act like that, whether it's retail, whether it's food service, whether you're at the grocery store, I think there's this understanding that Kind of in the end of the day, remember when I uh, made note of that, the customer is always right? That still is the adage, even though it might not be true in the literal sense. Yeah. It's still the attitude of a lot of these places that, in the end, you're going to kind of get what you came in for, regardless of what happens in between, or if you are right or wrong. And, and, and it's um, it's amazing that you, you you ever saw this to begin with, but you, you'll still see this at brick-and-mortar stores, this attitude that the customer is always right. Now, obviously, the customer needs to be treated with respect, but the 
the workers at the store deserve the same respect. Uh, but when you give, you know, you give away a $200 uh, store credit for something that obviously hadn't been purchased in the last two decades, uh, when you give, uh, when you, when you say that it's the employee that was in the wrong in Todd's story, and not only give the product, but you give a gift card, and then we wonder why we see so many empty plazas, we see so many empty malls. Obviously, trends of shopping have changed, but if you're just handing out free money, you're gonna have you're you're going to have people a take advantage of that, and at the end of the day, they're not spending anything more than the free money. That's what would always upset me at my former retail job. You're giving free money to someone who clearly did not spend that money here in this decade, and th- what they're going to do is literally spend th- spend that credit, and they're be- going to be gone. You didn't make anything off that. You didn't make a new customer. All you did was show someone, hey. If I go in there with this attitude and I say this, this, and this, and I demand the top of the managers, I'm going to get what I want. Yeah. Now, there's some uh, situations where that pays off, right? I mean, how many people have argued with the cable company or something like that over a gripe that is, you know, pretty, uh, uh, I guess, credible? Right, uh, and that ends up paying off, but that is completely different, I think, yes. than doing it in person. Now, my exp- your experience is more in retail, and mine is more uh, working with food. And I, uh, I used to work at an ice cream place that, I, I mean, you'd be dealing with every lots of nice people. Most people are generally nice, but then you get people who aren't so nice. And I always remember thinking that, you know, if somebody treated me with a little bit of attitude. I mean, there is two ways that I can make the ice cream, right? <laughs> I mean, there was the way that you normally make it where generally you're going to get a little bit more than what you paid for. I was a generous scooper when I was uh, working ice cream, right? So you're going to get a little bit more than what you paid for. It's You're going to walk away uh, pretty happy and satisfied. Or if you weren't so nice to me, you are going to get exactly what you paid for And you're going to be charged for everything I can charge you for according to the menu. So you could walk out, a guy walks out with a bigger ice cream, pays less than somebody who uh, walked in, ordered a few things, and I'm, uh, oh, I'm sorry, just so you know, that's uh, extra if you want a little bit more of that. Oh, that that would be extra too. You want a little hot sauce on there? That's extra. Um, You know, all of that stuff, and and then that would add up. And I didn't have to do that. I mean, I should have done that every time, I guess. Right. But... (laughs) I, I didn't have to, and the customer attitude would absolutely influence the service that they get, which is why every time I'm out in food service especially, mm-hmm. and you see someone being a little rude or difficult to whether it's the server, it's somebody behind the counter, I am always have that in the back of my mind. Like, you do know that you have to eat what that person's making. Right. I mean, like that, that person is handling whatever you're getting before you do. Uh, speaking of food service, I, I think back to when I delivered, uh, I delivered food. And let's just say, if I knew you weren't a uh, tipper, that you didn't tip, and I had four orders in my car, guess when your order is getting delivered? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, and usually, and I hate to say this, but usually, Barley talked about this a few days ago, um, Canadians don't tip. But usually people who don't tip also are the rudest. They're also the most demanding, right? They're, all, hey, I need this, this, and this, and you have to walk to the back of the house and make sure you mm-hmm. bring this. 
and you do that and you know the big zero with the line through it well when i got that zero through a line through it if your address showed up again <laughs> i wouldn't touch your food but you would not be the first one to get your food yeah you would be the last if i had three if i had four in my car you were the last one to get the food and that's a combination of tip and attitude yeah and people know yeah, people take notes. <laughs> we know those faces. We remember all of them. I, I think, and that's, <laughs> I, 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 it gives you a different perspective. I, I, I think it was after. It's after working those jobs. I, you're never really rude in that situation. No. You understand what the person's going through. It's not a fun job. You're not making a ton of money. I want to make this as easy as possible for you and still get what I paid for in the end. And usually, if you have that attitude, it all works out. Now, somebody's chiming in, 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, or if you want to give us a call and share your stories, if you're on either end of uh, those arguments. Uh, retailers give in to rude customers because there's the mentality. It only takes one disgruntled customer to tell 10 other people how bad a business uh, is, and then you don't shop there, and they don't want to lose customers to the competition. And, yeah, that's that's true. But I do think that more and more, and Joe, tell me if I'm wrong here, I don't take negative reviews as seriously as I used to, whether that's online or in person. Online, I think you notice a trend. If somebody's leaving a really bad review of that place, you can go and click on that person's profile and see all the other reviews they left. And they're all typically negative. And I'm thinking, wait, not every restaurant in town can be one star on the Yelp review. Maybe <laughs> at some point the problem is you. And I think with people talking to them, uh, you get that if somebody says, oh, don't go to that place. I didn't have a you know great experience there. And so, well, what was wrong? And then you really get into the details of it. And a lot of times it will be something so small. That's not going to affect me. I don't care about that as much. I think I'm going to go there anyway. So I, I mean, that's, Obviously, the mindset that so many people have, but I feel like that's becoming maybe less of an issue. I don't know. I think if you just think about it, it makes sense. But now, think of your friends, okay? And think of a friend who tells you about an issue they had at a store. Now, you know this person very well, right? Aren't there just some people you know, like, well, I know so-and-so, and they can have an attitude, and they can blow things out of proportion. You know what? I'm going to take what this person said with a grain of salt. Like, Brian, if you tell me something about a business, I'm going to trust what you say 100% because I know you and I trust what your opinion is. Now, I'm not going to call out friends on the air, but there are certain people that if they told me they had an issue with a store or with a restaurant, I just, I kind of know how they act in certain situations. I'm probably not going to take, put as much weight into their complaint. Yeah, yeah. No, I... uh... And I think that goes for... Most people. So I understand why retailers think, oh, my gosh, we can't have so-and-so going and telling all their friends. But if you really break it down and think of the group of people you work, you uh, you hang with, then you'll probably think, you know what? Are we really gaining or losing anything? This person's probably like this at every store in this plaza, and their friends are going to catch on. Yeah. No, I, I see that. And I think more people are maybe catching on to that line of thinking, too, in some respect, right? Uh, somebody chiming in to say that your uh, pizza delivery story spot on. Big Tipper gets their food first all the time. That's right. But people don't forget. I think about that all the time when I'm, you know, tipping, whether it's at a bar, whether it, anywhere that I know I'm going to be multiple times, oh, yeah. where I know I'm going to be back, I make sure to, you're on your best behavior, you're tipping well, 
and, and you're kind of thinking that way. And I, I think about that with people who throw fits, whether it's in retail or, or something like that. Are you planning on being back? Because if you are, <laughs> people do remember. Yeah. And memories aren't that short for uh, someone who blows up in your face. There, there was a person. They were a go-to $15 tipper. And I don't care what else was in my car. That $15 tipper was getting their food first, yeah. right? And there were a lot of go-to people, you know, a lot of people that weren't big tippers. There was a certain hockey player who was a huge tipper. He tipped me 80 bucks once. And there you go. Hey, uh, Johnny is in Westfield. You're on WBEM. What's going on? How you doing, guys? Uh, I watch the show a lot. But uh, I want to tell you a quick story about the topic you're on. A uh, couple and my wife and I, we went out to dinner, right? And uh, so we're placing our order. And uh, the wife of my friend says to the waitress, can you tell the cook not to burn it? And I, I just thought that was the funniest thing. I said to her, you don't say that. You don't tell the cook not to burn it. It's like he's probably going to make sure something else is added to your. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, I appreciate the call. Or I love it's going to be the most undercooked. Yeah, I uh, tell them not to. It's like the, the most obvious thing. Like, yeah, can you tell the cook not to burn my food? Like, oh, what, it's I, so insulting. I burn everything. I <laughs> what? Do, what do you think you're doing here? Um, that yeah, little comments like that I think can uh, change the way you react to. I, I luckily I have not seen any huge like mask blowups. No. You know when I've been out anywhere. That's part of um, the reason I say, you know, when we have whoever it is on as the guest that generally, for the most part, everyone here in Western New York just wants to get along in the end. Just do do the right thing and be courteous at most times and entrust that, you know, at the end of the day, everything is going to turn out the way it should be. I, I My experience kind of drives that but I do see it every now and then it's not the huge blow up that gets all the views on YouTube but it is just a little verbal altercation that you know I you're wasting your energy oh yeah at some point you have to realize and I realized that a while ago that you waste your energy a little bit you get worked up I now dread having to make those calls to whatever company it is, whatever utility or something, when you have an argument about a bill, it's, I don't want to argue with somebody. Whoever's picking up the phone, it's not their problem. Yeah. It's You know all these things going in, and you have to take – it becomes this long process. I don't have time for that. I, I don't like to do it, and it, it's, it amazes me more and more all the time when I see other people who are just all too willing to go in there. Yeah. I mean – Guns ablazing and uh, start to take it out on whoever's first in their path. It's it, I'm the complete opposite. There were a few uh, weeks ago I was picking up food and, and there was something that was left out of of my bag and like I had to sit in my car and talk myself into going and how I was going the tone I was going to approach just to say I'm sorry but you did forget this one thing without like coming across. Uh, with too much of an attitude, you know, like I, I had to literally talk, talk myself through it in my car. Okay, you're going to go in, you're going to say, hey, I know you're busy, I'm sorry, but you did forget this. And you know what? I went in, I said, hey, I'm really sorry, um, but you did forget just this one thing. It was right there on the counter. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You know, but 
you, like you said, you have people that, oh my gosh, they forgot such and such, and they are they are making a beeline right for the door, uh, and they're ready with this speech. How could you forget this? And for me, I have to talk <laughs> myself up just to go back in. Yeah, um, I, I hopefully things like this, this little uh, you know whether it's a sign on the door, QR code that you scan, uh, something just raising awareness of. Treat the people when you go out a little bit of respect. Treat everyone with respect. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the golden rule? That's what I've been told. That's, <laughs> Can I say something before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> By the end of the month, 22 baseball stadiums will be full capacity. Can you guess three teams that aren't on that list? Yeah. Um, and full capacity, <laughs> meaning full capacity, no restrictions. No restrictions. Anything. 100%. You, you buy a ticket, you no, walk in. No vaccination needed, no proof of anything needed. You walk in just like you did in 2019. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised, Joe, because I've been told it just can't be done. It's, <laughs> it just cannot be done. We'll be back with you uh, tomorrow where uh, we're going to look at some of those restrictions because it looks like – were, I mean, I would bet a couple days away from hitting that number, that 70% number. Yeah. It depends on what data you go on. Uh, the numbers the governor's been saying over the past couple of days don't match up with what's on the state <laughs> website, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it depends on what you look at. It seems like we're going to hit that number sooner rather than later. So who is that going to impact the most? And what exactly does it mean? Because you've been seeing the headlines all throughout. You know, we hit 70%. Uh, percent and all the restrictions come off, that's not actually the case. No, there's no. still plenty of restrictions, whether it's big events, whether it's in the school, whether it's uh, in certain other places. And some venues are going to have to deal with a different uh, restriction depending on what day of the week it is right. and what event is being held in that venue or maybe what floor you know, you're know you on in a particular venue. So it's going to be tricky. And uh, I think tomorrow we're going to be taking a look a little bit harder at that as we approach, maybe as soon as this weekend, uh, that further reopening, the next breadcrumb to drop. Looking forward to that. Brian, also looking forward to going to an event tonight, seeing Jim Brewer at, uh, at Helium tonight. Can't wait to see what that's going to be like. We'll see you tomorrow on Beamaz and Beamer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.